The Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast is sponsored by Prairie Care. You know, going through the process of getting help with your mental health can be very overwhelming. I definitely know that from firsthand experience. Prairie Care can help guide you through it and get you in touch with the help that you need. They've been offering mental health services to all ages in the Twin Cities of Minnesota since 2005. Whether you're looking for clinical services, a specialty outpatient program, or a more intensive level of care like inpatient treatment, Prairie Care has you and your family covered. Visit prairie-care.com to learn more. That's prairie-care.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome here into this episode of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. My name is Brian Pyatt, your host, and just want to thank you so much for taking some time to join us here on the podcast today. No matter what it is that you're going through out there, emotions, thoughts, anything that uh, is per- possibly feeling particularly intense for you today, just know that um, we're glad you're here and uh, looking forward to this this episode here today. And so on this episode, it is Pride Week here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. And which is where I, I happen to live. And so we wanted to do a an, an LGBTQ plus focused podcast here today and um, partnered up with uh, a wonderful human by the name of Lisa Bauer, who is a licensed clinical social worker at Prairie Care, um, an organization that I've been so grateful to partner with here on this podcast. And you know, we wanted to, we were talking about, you know, what, what can we discuss? What can we um, focus on around this topic here this month to, to celebrate and to honor and to talk about pride. And as we started having the discussion, one of the things that we really honed in on and decided to focus on was the coming out process. Because that is that is a, a pretty sacred time for for a lot of people um, who who make that decision to to open up and and share a, a piece of who they are with other people. It's a it's it's a real journey, and and so we decided here today to put together a, a podcast and have a conversation around the process, and and particularly focused on. If someone comes out to you, how do you best support them? What do you say in that conversation? What do those people need to hear? Um, just, just hopefully this episode can be kind of a guide and, and maybe give you a little bit of framework of how to lovingly open up your arms and hold space for somebody who decides to come out to you. And so... Um, that's going to be the focus. So we, we each um, identify within the LGBTQ plus community. So we both share in this conversation a little pieces of our own coming out story, which um, was actually a really beautiful thing to kind of look back and reflect on and, and talk about a little bit. 
Um, again, we, we talk about what to say to people when they come out to you. Um, Lisa has some, some really beautiful offerings around that. Also, I think a really important thing to acknowledge around this is that um, a lot of times, especially for parents, so if you have a, a child who, who comes out to you, there, there can be a lot of emotions um, that, that can come up around that and a lot of things that, that you're kind of maneuvering on your own that, um, that we want to honor and we want to give space for. And how do you do that and, and, and also be there for your child and for your loved one and, and provide support for them? So we talk about that a little bit here. And then also some, some common questions that parents often ask after their kids come out um, and a number of other things here in this conversation that I hope serves you. So uh, sending love to you all here today. Um, I hope you find this helpful and let's go ahead and, and get it started. My conversation here with Lisa Bauer here on the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. Lisa, thank you so much for for being here. Um, so appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. and I know such an important topic here today. And, and I think we, first of all, just wanted to be really open and honest here as we kind of dive into this conversation that the, the coming out process, right, is going to look different for everyone. There's a lot of different nuances to, to everybody's experience coming out. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to talk about some things here today that are kind of through our own lens, our own lived experience. I know you worked, you have worked with people through some of the coming out process. So we'll kind of weave some of that in there. But I think just really important, right, to off the bat, just name that um, this can look different for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, as I'm talking, I can share my, my lens and my story and my understanding of the people that I've worked with and my own yeah. journey. And that's going to be unique to me. And, um, as a part of the queer community, um, I can represent myself, but everybody has a lot of different journeys and different identities that I can't pretend to speak for yeah. all of them. And so it's important to represent different voices and, and I acknowledge the limitations of my voice. But. Yeah. So coming out, it's a, it's a big word. It's a big two words. It's, it's a big process for a lot of people. Um, I guess for, for your, your, your own personal experience, what, what has kind of the coming out process looked like for you? Well, <clears throat> I think there was a internal effort to try to understand what was going on and yeah. um, I was in a relationship for a few months before coming out to my parents and um, I felt quite mm, confident in one sense that it would be okay and in another it was really scary even though I trusted it was going to be okay yeah. um, and uh, I would say the the work that my parents did in raising me helped me to trust that yeah. and that would have been a lot scarier if that hadn't been the case um, so it's also been a continued journey I think of a lot of my work has been uh, you know as an adult trying to sort out what does this look like as I continue to move forward and I've done a lot of soccer coaching and mm. I remember moments of trying to come out to or trying to sort out for myself whether or not I was going to 
explicitly come out to the team that I was coaching or the goalkeepers that I were coaching. Yeah. Um, and uh, made different decisions at different times, depending on a variety of factors. Um, and that continues to be a decision that I make in my professional life as a therapist, you know, whether or not to actively come out to some of my clients or not. And mm. um, there are guideposts for me in, in what helps me decide those things. Like, uh, is there a purpose to it? Do I think it's going to benefit the client's work in some way? Yeah. Um, and I don't always know the answer to that. And I've... I've never had a, a supervisor who's gay or queer, and mm -hmm. it's been a lot of me just doing it by trial and error and trying to sort out for myself what feels right. Yeah. That's kind of evolved as I've um, gotten further into the field and developed a little more uh, trust that I can be more of myself and that people will still you know, seek me out and that yeah. there will be a match in me being myself. and and then clients being who they are. Um, yep. So when you do jobs that are more general and you're crossing paths with people from a variety of backgrounds, um, there are times that I've decided to withhold more and yep. that feels important to the purpose of the work. And so there are times that I choose to prioritize the work over my own yep. mm, you know, tr identity yep. truth or something like that. But yep. uh, I can do that at this point in my life. Whereas <clears throat> at, as a younger, you know, maybe an older teenager and younger adult, I wanted to have <laughs> rainbows on my clothes and I wanted no. to have my eyebrow, I had my eyebrow pierced and in my mind those were kind of symbols that I was yeah. trying to let people know or at least if, if they were a part of the community that they would know. They would know. Yeah. So and that felt important at the time. Did you come out when you were younger? I was in high school. In high school. Yeah, I okay. think it was 10th or 11th grade. Yeah. I think I, I remember in seventh grade for the first time um, having a crush on somebody and not really understanding what that was. Yeah. Um, and it only kind of made sense in retrospect. But Same. I was yeah. in sixth grade, I remember. That yeah. was one of the first times I remember mm -hmm. having a crush on somebody and thinking, I don't think this is normal. Right. Like how it felt, <laughs> which yeah. makes me so sad at this age that mm. how different life and that phase of my life could have been if I had just been able to like meet that with compassion as opposed to, at least for me, I, it turned into a lot of hiding and shame and, mm -hmm. you know, there must be something wrong with me or different about me, which I think is pretty common the more people that I talk to yes. are gay. Yeah, I think trying to sort out the shame has surprised me uh, even recently. And <clears throat> in for, for me, I've been really aware of it around pride and around, like, uh, celebration and joy and delight and allowing space within my heart or my relationships to um, let that exist without mm. caution. Mm. Um, and I think the, f I don't know, fear and shame kind of overlap and I'm not always sure which is which, but totally. they both show up in different ways. Because I've had, I've had people yell things at me in public like strangers mm -hmm. that I don't know and you know so yeah. like there's uh I don't know I'm aware of the fact that it's hard to live as oneself fully yeah. Do, um your experience of actually telling somebody for the first time that happened mm -hmm. in high school for you yes okay yeah. has it been supportive 
for you for the most part or, or what has that looked like? Yeah, I've been amazingly lucky in the amount of support I've received. Yeah. And I think <laughs> when I think of uh, my mom supporting me, she would buy me all of the posters and the rainbows. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of a joke now that she bought me a, a <laughs> Blue Crush poster. Nice. <laughs> like, nice. Oh, at the time, it was like eye rolling type. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I appreciate the fact that she was so supportive. Amazing. Yeah. Good. Good. And in general, that's that's really been my experience, you, you know, whether work or personal life. I mean, there are, you know, some moments here and there where yep. it's been more complicated, but I've been lucky to, to yeah. have the support that I do. Yeah. I came out when I was in, right at the end of the college, I was 22 when I actually made the decision to finally come mm-hmm. out and, and to kind of echo what you're saying. I, I've, I've been, I've felt very blessed that not only family, but friends have all been incredibly supportive. I mean, yeah. I've never, um, I really didn't meet anybody in my life that really um, had an adverse reaction to it or wasn't supportive, which I know is not the case for everybody. You know, that's um, can be, I know, a real, a real tough thing for, for a lot of people. And so very, very grateful for that. And I think, you know, what's interesting is it's amazing how the the there was a lot of outward support for me and yet here I am at the age of 36 so you know over 10 years from the point that I actually came out and I'm still I think unpacking the internalized shame Mm -hmm. around it so I think that's one thing too with the coming out process is that it's not sometimes I think it can be looked at as you come out and then everything's perfect and while the coming out process is extremely important and we want to encourage people that when they feel safe to open up and get that support, I think also um, it's kind of a lifelong journey in, in many ways too of kind of peeling back different layers of our experience. Yeah, <clears throat> agreed. It, it is continual work to yeah. understand all of that and make decisions about, yeah. about it. So for somebody who is... You know, I, I kind of want to think about whether you're a parent or you're a friend or you're a loved one and, and, and you have somebody who who comes out to you and maybe sits you down or whatever it is and kind of shares this piece of who they are and they, they open up about their sexuality or gender identity or whatever it is to, if, if they open up to you about that. In, in that conversation, are there certain things that you've found are really, really important in, in how to handle and kind of receive that that piece of information or that conversation with that person? Yeah, I, um, one of the biggest things that stands out is um, a, a child or teen is looking for uh, support and yeah. often that's, that's needed in the form of saying something like, I'm really honored or appreciative of the fact that you shared this with me today. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it can be really beautiful to hear something like I'm excited to get to know you more and to hear, you know, what this is like for you over the course of time. And I want to be here with you to, to understand however much you want to share with me as you're ready to. Yeah. Um, and um, let's see, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. Well, and there's so many things that we can say you know, in the moment. And I, and I know yeah. oftentimes too, it can be maybe hard to figure out what the right word, like what the right words are. And we can kind of fixate it on saying the right thing. Um, I think one thing that 
you said there that just kind of sparked something for me is I, I feel like I've, I've heard a lot of times people feel like it's like, I'm still the same person, you know, like this, this doesn't change who I am. You're just kind of getting to know maybe a different layer of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think that's absolutely. like a really, I've, I've heard that, that, a, that a lot from people who have come out where they feel like it's not like all of a sudden I'm just this brand new person that's going to totally change, you know, yes. it's, it's like, <clears throat> this is just, this is who I am. I'm just kind of opening up and kind of giving you a little bit more of a look inside. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, uh, often people understand it for quite a while or have yeah. been wrestling with it for quite a while. And, uh, it's been there throughout yeah. a long time. And so choosing to share it might mean it's new for the parent, but, it, yeah. but it's been a part of them for yeah. often years or months. And I think that kind of leads into another question that I wanted to ask you about. I, I know for, for a lot of people in that, like, like for parents, there, there's a process, right. That parents kind of, or, or loved ones might be going through around hearing this, news where there might be some uncomfortable emotions coming up or some kind of confusion or emotions that are a little bit hard to to process and that maybe aren't always just rainbows and butterflies and supportive um and i I think it's what an interesting dance of trying to figure out how do we honor that within maybe that parent and also how to alongside that you know, be there and be supportive for, for their mm-hmm. child. Is there something that you, that you would want to say to parents or loved ones out there about how to kind of maneuver that when that's playing out? Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think it's, um, I think it's important for the parent to be able to be genuine to themselves and, and take the space that they might need to reflect on that or get the support that they need to talk through yeah. whatever questions they have or uncertainties. Um, and to separate that from that being the, the child or teen's task, mm-hmm. um, to hold that for the parent or to help the parent work through that. So um, I, I try to encourage a little bit of thoughtfulness about who they might go to uh, because another kind of conflicting factor that feels important to acknowledge is that the the teenager deserves the privacy to be able to um, decide who in their family that they want to come out to and when Mm. in their extended family. Uh, So I also realize that that might be the source of support for the parent and they may, they may need to talk to somebody in the family. Um, So to bring some thoughtfulness to what they're requesting of that person or depending on your child having a conversation with them about that fact and maybe even just saying it to them. Um, but then setting up boundaries about, you know, what they would expect that person to hold or something like that. So, uh, but it is important. Parents, I think almost always have questions and, um, Mm. need to, to sort out some of their own, um, emotions and possibly discomfort and um that's really important to get that support are there common questions that you hear from parents around this yeah i've i've heard um questions about if they did something and to cause that and uh that even 10 i don't know that can be complicated because it can 
carry this assumption that there's almost something wrong about the fact that it mm -hmm. happened. Um, yeah. I've heard parents say uh, things like, I totally accept and love my kid unconditionally. And then um, it, it can become complicated when it is a matter of their child coming with their boyfriend or girlfriend or yeah. significant other to the family gathering. Um, <clears throat> and whether or not that parent chooses to introduce the significant other as their whatever label fits, whatever they would choose, yeah. or a friend, um, you know, that can do a lot for that that child in terms of mm, how that feels and what mm -hmm. they feel like the parent thinks or feels about their relationship. Um, so, uh, kind of some of the, the, I guess that's like a sort of a mixed message that can come up and mm -hmm. how parents interact with their kids around that. Um, other questions can be like, what do I do about the fact that I'm concerned for their safety in the yeah. future? Um, are they going to, I don't know, be able to get the job that they want or, you know, if they, if they express their identity in a certain way externally, does that mean certain things for them as they walk through the world? Yeah. Um, and that comes from an important place of protectiveness. They care about their child and they want the best for them. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's a valid question to sort out. And I do think there's a time to talk about that with your child mm -hmm. and to try to wrestle with that some. Um, and maybe even prepare them for the fact that uh, we do need to be aware of safety. We can be thoughtful about privacy and disclosure and making decisions about that. Mm -hmm. um, and that when hard things happen, that I'm here for you as yeah. the parent. I'm here for you and whatever you may need to go through or, or yeah. wrestle with. So. Uh, that concern that parents tend to have for children is an important one to acknowledge and yeah. and also to be really intentional about so that um, it doesn't become a thing that the child has to reassure the parent around hmm. you know so that it's a conversation about like I want to support you in preparation but without this kind of burden of like I need you to take care of me and reassure me yeah. that you're gonna be okay yeah so that's kind of work for the parent to do away from the child yeah. To kind of get that help to, to clarify some of that how stuff. to do that. Yeah. And clarify that, how to yeah. interact with their child. Right. Does that usually look like, I mean, therapy is an option for that? I think I that's there's many a, different ways a for main one. To do that. Um, there's, there are support groups. There are um, uh, like transforming fa families is one around gender identity. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm trying to think of what's current. Glee, uh, shoot. P flag, I think, yeah. is another one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are a couple of the more formalized options. But yeah. places like Outfront and Gender Spectrum Online, there are online resources too. Yeah, so. I, I it kind of ties into this. I remember one thing that I said to my parents when I came out was, I've had months and years of my life to kind of process this and get to this point where I'm ready to tell you. <laughs> and while I think they kind of new like this is the first time that they're actually hearing it from me and so understanding that they're going to probably have to go through their own process and I remember trying mm -hmm. to kind of like name that for them when I came out so that they could know that you know it's okay if this is going to feel a little bit weird for a little bit or there's going to be kind of an adjustment phase mm -hmm. um, I found that to be kind of helpful I think with my parents just 
saying that to them kind of almost gave them permission that it's going to be okay for a little bit to just recalibrate or kind of process this information as we move forward. That's, I think, the norm, that parents are a little bit sort of behind where their child's at in yeah. terms of um, understanding and accepting yep. what what the reality is. Yep. Um, definitely that fine fine line of also as a child not feeling like you have to solely take care of your parents mm-hmm. through this. Kind of that yeah. balance is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, so kind of after the initial coming out conversation, are there best ways to support those people in our lives, you know, and, and continuously let them know that, that we're there for them? Yeah, I, th- I think it's grounded in a lot of the same things. Um, and, yeah. uh, some of the examples that come to mind are the introductions or the, um, uh, talking about your child and their, either their identity or their relationship. Um, mm-hmm when you're not in front of them and making decisions about if you're telling a story about your weekend with your child at work, you know, whether you're including the significant other or mm-hmm. whether you're including the referring to them by the right pronouns or yeah. um, <clears throat> that I think it is really hard to sort of switch on and off. And, and first of all, your child will pick up on the fact that you're not doing that. I think that's just, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. Um, and also it's a matter of respecting the truth of it. And, and I think in making the decision to do that, you're ha- like, as a parent, you're having to come into the, uh, a fuller acceptance and, a and shifting into maybe even advocacy and yeah. knowing that there may be people that you're un- uh, that are uncomfortable with you being so comfortably open about that um and yeah so it's a i think it's a journey for the for the parent um to sort out what that looks like uh as you go through adulthood um yeah um Uh, was there something for you that that somebody maybe said to you or advice that you got through the coming out process that you found especially helpful um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> I know, it's, it's hard to kind of um, look back and process all that. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that stands out is the unconditional love. And I would even say that there were times that um, people modeled for me what it looked like to unconditionally love myself. Yeah. Um, so I think my mom's... Um, kind of concrete ex- expressions of pride and uh, explicit, like explicitly sharing with um, friends as it, you know, as she asked me also if it was okay to do so. Yeah. It it challenged my comfort zone and it um, encouraged me to be able to be more uncomfortable. Mm. Um, so that's probably the the thing that stands out most I'll yeah. think a little bit more yeah me. for sure I um I remember when I was when I was coming out I had a um somebody in my life that was just such a beautiful source of support for me and really was pivotal and I remember I remember her telling me that 
it might not feel like it right now, but you will eventually get to a place where this, your sexuality will feel just the same as like the color of your eyes. Hmm. Like it's nice. just kind of, it's just kind of a part of who you are and, and it will, hmm. you know, right now, obviously in that moment, it was very at the forefront and I was kind of maneuvering mm-hmm. that and it felt like a lot and, you know, kind of learning to almost integrate that part of myself. But, um, I don't know, like that always stuck with me. It was like, you have, you have green eyes and you're gay. Like at, at some point it will just kind of be like, they're both the same. They're just a piece of you. And, um, that sounds so simple, but it's it actually totally, it's so <laughs> really <true>. beautiful and, <laughs> yeah. and complex. Like when you're the one going through all those years of, yeah, of trying to understand that. <laughs> yeah. And I think at the end of the day too, just the more, you know, I, I even kind of like look back on, I think my parents did a really beautiful job of like laying a foundation for me before I ever came out. Like growing up, they would always say to me that you can always come to us with anything and we will always hold space for it. Like we're always there for you, like no matter what. Yep. And, and I remember, and I think that I, I remember as I was kind of starting to kind of come to terms with some of it, just that was always in the back of my mind. Like I always knew that I could go to my parents and talk to them about anything. And so mm-hmm. Um, I'm really grateful for that, that I had at least, you know, parents that really were proactive about that as a, as, as a kid, that they, they kind of worked on cultivating that safe space and it was still hard to go to them and talk to them about it. I mean, I was terrified. I actually remember I was going to come out. I, I, I went home for the summer in college and I lived at home. I was doing like an internship and I had, I had kind of told myself like, I'm going to, I'm going to come out this summer. Like that was like my goal. And I, I didn't end up doing it that summer, but I remember there was one moment where I was like standing in my basement and my mom was upstairs and I was like, okay, I'm going to walk up there and I'm going to do it. I'm going to like walk up there and I'm going to tell her. And I could not get myself to do it. Like I was like trying to give myself like a pep talk to like walk up there and tell her. And I didn't end up doing it until I think like a few months later when I was back at school over the phone. So it's still hard, even if you know that you have a safe space to go to, to do it. It speaks to the level of bravery needed to yeah. begin to share that with people. Yeah. And I remember yeah. I just burst into tears after yeah. I told my mom. Yeah. And it was almost like, where did that come from? Like all this emotion. Yeah. It was like a sigh of relief to finally just like say that mm-hmm. out loud it's such a, to somebody. It, it feels so vulnerable and to choose to share it. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's kind of a bearing of the soul. Yes. And something to kind of keep in mind, right? That if somebody trusts you to share this piece of information with you, that takes a lot of courage. Yes. You know? That can be nice to acknowledge in the moment, too. That can yeah. help. That can feel good to hear. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's a real compliment to if somebody comes out to you, that says a lot about what they, about what that relationship yeah. probably means to them and that you're somebody that they feel safe and they feel like I want you to know this about me you know that wasn't just an, likely an easy thing for them to walk up to you and say that took mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of courage to do mm-hmm. yeah I agree um, anything else that you want to add around the whole coming out process or things that you would want you know people to hear this this pride month yeah that piece about pride and joy yeah. and delight being a really important focus of, I guess, uh, finding acceptance within oneself and to be able to find community is 
is really important. It matters to kids and teenagers and adults to, to yeah. be around people who are like them. Um, and it matters to be able to walk through spaces, whether it's um, a coffee shop or a pride event or yeah. a family situation and trust that you're you're okay to do so and that people around you feel supportive of that of who you are Um, and there's a lot to celebrate about a person being true to true to themselves Um, so that feels like a really important thing to cultivate (laughs) and and sometimes kids and teenagers need help in doing that they need you know especially if you're in rural Minnesota um, it can be really hard Mm. to know other kids who are queer and um, there are a lot of online resources both in terms of um, things like suicide prevention like the Trevor Project um, but also in terms of positive community connections so um, it matters to teens to know other kids whether it's online or in person and Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they need help with that and 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 the online world can be complicated so it can be useful to be able to uh, guide some of that too as a parent. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And just even the, like, I remember, I mean, it's still to this day when I see it, it I, I find, I think it's beautiful, but I remember especially around coming out when you would see organizations or buildings or places where there was a pride flag on the front mm-hmm. door or mm-hmm. on the website or, you know, just that, like that, that acknowledgement that you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think goes a really, really, really long way. It does, you know. Yes, and, so, and, and I think sometimes I, that stuff can kind of go overlooked. I mean, there, there's more work to be done than just putting up a, a, a sign. But I think there's that's a really beautiful place to start. You know, if you have a business, if you're, if you, mm-hmm. you know, have spaces out there in the community, that stuff really does go a pretty long way. Especially for those young kids who are just wanting to feel like they're like they matter and mm-hmm. that they belong somewhere. Yeah. I remember clearly those high school teachers that had that on their door. Yeah. That stood out to me. So. Wait, like when you were in school? Yeah, yeah, in high school. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so those things are important. I remember there was a, I mean, it's like a whole other conversation, but, you know, I, there was a church. Like, my faith was really important to me, I remember growing up. Like, I was raised in, you know, I was raised Catholic, and so I, you know, I mean, that's whole, been a whole journey now in my whole life with, you know, incorporating my faith with this piece of me and all of that. But, um... I remember there was a church in, in, in the Twin Cities who, I don't even know the name of it. I've never actually gone to it, but I remember they, they were very forward about, like, welcoming people within the LGBTQ plus community. And just knowing that, I remember I was, like, I would, like, look up their their stuff online. And it mm-hmm. just felt like, oh, okay. Like, I'm, I'm really interested in, and I feel like that's really cool that they're providing a safe space for that. Yes. So, yes. Um I have no idea where I was going with that, but <laughs> just like reliving my coming out process, all these things <laughs> that I haven't thought about in a long time. So, uh, well, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you too. For, for sharing yes. a piece of your story and, um, hopefully just kind of offering, a a, a safe space for people who are, are maneuvering this to, to just feel supported. So thanks for being a part of that. I appreciate the conversation. Yeah. Awesome. I want to once again thank Lisa so much for for taking part and uh, and showing up for this this conversation and um, 
also kind of peeling back some layers on her own story and letting us in on, on that a little bit. I was really, really honored to, to be able to connect. And, and I really don't have much more to add here on this episode. I just want to say that for, for any of you out there who might be listening to this, who are uh, thinking about coming out, maybe struggling with that part of your life, um, and, it, and maybe you have come out and, and you know, wherever you're at on that, on that journey, uh, I, I just want you to always know that, um, that this podcast community is a safe space for you. You are always welcomed here with open arms. And um, I know there could be a lot of shame and there can be a lot of, a lot of things that, that, that get built up and, and kind of pent up inside when when we're struggling with um, really coming to terms with our sexuality and leaning into that or um, and, and I, I just want to honor that and, and let you know that um, I hope you're being really really gentle with yourself out there every step of the way so we'll talk soon as always take what serves from you from this conversation and go ahead and leave the rest and in whatever way that you are celebrating pride this year um, I hope that uh I hope that it fills up your heart in in some way. We'll talk soon, my friends.